You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. Uh, Once again, that number is 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll see the features there are completely free, uh, so enjoy those. The main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. Everything you see in the main column, the front page there, created by listeners like you. You find something online that you want to share with our other listeners, you submit it to the site, and then others will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You can vote on things as well, and the most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. So do get interactive there. Uh, coming up, JJ, you're going to update on a, uh, update us on what's happening with the protests around the world, specifically things uh, getting pretty heated out in Saudi Arabia that's now. Right. Uh, that's on the way. But I mentioned last night that we had a story about Guantanamo Bay to update you on what's happening with the uh, poor people that have been imprisoned there without any semblance of justice or even a trial um no sort of public anything they're, they're just basically been... well they're they're prisoners obviously but yeah. they're they're prisoners without justice they're definite prisoners exactly so they're they're extra legal if you will they're beyond the the fiction that's created now it's a special fiction fiction just for them of laws and circumstance so the last news that we brought you about Guantanamo Bay is that the Obama administration's officials are now saying, yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to close this like we said we would. Oh, geez, that change is coming fast. Yeah, it uh, doesn't look like we're going to be able to pull this off in the first term of President Obama. So just you'll have to elect him to another term in right. order to see Guantanamo right, is, Bay get closed. This is layaway here. We're paying for this. So the Washington Post is reporting here on further disturbing news. President Obama signed an executive order on Monday that will create a formal system of indefinite detention. See, it it hadn't been formalized until now. Now it's formal, uh, the system that for those held at the U.S. military prison at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, who continue to pose a significant threat to national security. Of course, there's no evidence that they continue right. to pose a threat. Otherwise, they could bring those people to trial. Well, they're ensuring a lot of jobs are still there. See, this is actually helping our market. Well, you, you don't understand, Ian, that, that money is being transferred from, well, the taxpayers, of course, but to people that would otherwise not have a job. They've created this entire system for state employees. The administration also said it'll start new military commission trials for detainees there. Of course, a military commission's trial is a tribunal. And uh, you don't get to watch those. No, of course not. You've tried bringing one of your notices in low. There, Ian. Yeah. The announcements uh, coming more than two years after Obama vowed in another executive order to close the detention center all but cements Guantanamo Bay's continuing role in U.S. counterterrorism policy. Administration officials said the president is still committed to closing the prison. Although he made no mention of that goal in a short statement on Monday, the administration's original plans to create a detention center in the United States and prosecute some detainees in federal court have all but collapsed in the face of bipartisan congressional opposition. See, he just can't do it. It's because of those Republicans. They're getting in his way. And Well, know. he's had how long with the Democrats to get any of this started? In fact, wasn't his, his famous quotes during his campaigning about, I'm going to start bringing the troops home from day one, yeah. and I'm going to close Guantanamo, and I'm going to do this and that. Of course, he hasn't that done any happen. of that. Nope. But we'll give him a free pass. I won't. Uh, <laughs> I I'm not surprised. Uh, he's just another president, and they all lie. Exactly. And they're all thugs. 
So the executive order recognizes the reality that some Guantanamo Bay detainees will remain in U.S. custody for many years, if not for life. The new system allows them the prospect of successfully arguing in the future that they should, should be released because they do not pose a threat. Today, I'm announcing several steps that broaden our ability to bring terrorists to justice and provide oversight for our actions and ensure the humane treatment of detainees, he said in a statement. I strongly believe that the American system of justice is a key part of our arsenal in the war against al-Qaeda and its affiliates, and we will continue to draw on all aspects of our justice system, including the federal courts, to assure that our security and our values are strengthened. But activists on both sides of the debate over closing the prison cast the announcement as a reversal. The ACLU said that it's virtually impossible to imagine how one closes Guantanamo in light of this executive order. In a little over two years, the Obama administration has done a complete about-face. So, so what are the protesters that are... Okay, those people that want Guantanamo to continue. Okay, what are they saying? What's their rhetoric? What's their line that they're saying? I'm glad you asked. Representative Peter King, a Republican from New York, uh, praised Obama, and he said, I commend the Obama administration for issuing this executive order. The bottom line is that it affirms the Bush administration policy that our government has the right to detain dangerous terrorists until the cessation of hostilities. Which, of course, is never because, uh, as Donald Rumsfeld pointed out, back during the Bush administration, the war on terror can go on for all eternity. There will always be terror uh, that uh, the government can fight against. But they've never proven that these people are dangerous. They've never convicted them of any crime which would indicate that they were dangerous. So how can they term them as dangerous? Well, that's a great point. All they have to do is just say it, JJ, and then that's that. Wow. Because they've got the men with guns in the cages, and yeah, sure, there's well, that whole constitution with its supposed separation of powers and definition of uh, rights for individuals, and of course the rights are supposed to apply to everybody, not just people born on this plot of land, but none of that matters when the state and its interests are at stake. That's right. Then it's necessary to bend the rules and to break the rules and to you know go into an emergency organization where they can do whatever the flip they want to do. Yeah, we've seen that working so well in the Mideast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and there's nothing you're going to do about it, right? Because they know that. I mean, they know that they can just go ahead and wholesale violate their, their own constitution and that the American people, even though they may realize that there's something dreadfully wrong here, uh, will be too frightened to death of their own shadows uh, to actually stop doing things like, you know, supporting the system verbally or monetarily by paying taxes. Well, they can always vote for another Obama. I mean... He was going to bring change. We'll just vote for the next guy that says he's going to bring, bring change. change sure. and he's going to bring it because that's what they do. If that's what you believe, 800-259-9231 would love to hear from you. The executive order applies to at least 48 of the 172 detainees who remain at Guantanamo Bay. An interagency panel led by the Justice Department lawyers determined this group could not be prosecuted in military commissions or in federal court because they weren't guilty of anything. Here's how they here's how they say that. Okay. This is the bureaucrat speak version of what you just said. Because evidentiary problems would hamper a trial. Oh, jeez. We don't have any evidence, so therefore we can't possibly put these people to trial. Not even in a military tribunal. No. 
can we put these people? Our evidence is so scant, we have absolutely nothing, because all that essentially happened with dozens of these men that are sitting in this camp are that they were picked up on the streets of, you know, somewhere like Pakistan because some warlord was told he was going to get cash money for giving bodies, people, uh, you know, living, breathing humans to the federal U.S. federal government. Uh, that they believed were were terrorists, so they were going around snatching people they didn't like up off the streets Jeez. and turning them into the the U.S. military in order to get money. Well, and that, now those guys have been sitting in jail in Guantanamo Bay yeah. for years. They're not going to go on trial because they can't be convicted. There's there's no That's sense right. of putting them on trial. And 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 of course the justification that the government has in their rhetoric of keep pointing their finger at Guantanamo and saying that's the problem there and, and that's why we're at war and that's that's why we need more of your money to pay for these bombs that we're just blowing up. Aren't you scared, Americans? You should be scared. Yes. There's all these bad people out there and not here in Washington D.C. but no. everywhere else they're bad people and you need us to keep you safe. Well, intelligence assessments, don't worry. Even though there's evidentiary problems that would hamper a trial, trust them. Trust the government. You trust them, right? They, well, they're telling you here that intelligence assessments have concluded, concluded that these detainees remain a serious threat and could not be safely repatriated or resettled in a third country. The administration said it will hold reviews for detainees that it plans to prosecute but has not charged. So I think here's, here's the actual threat that these detainees pose. They threaten those in the bureaucracy who claim that they are dangerous. Mm -hmm. They threaten those people with truth, the fact that they aren't dangerous and that they've been kept there illegally and unjustly. That's the threat. If they could get out and tell their story about what happened to them and tell the truth to the world, then that would look real bad. That would look real bad for the feds. Uh, There's more about this, though, here in a moment. We'll also take your calls and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Are you somebody that believes that the federal government should be able to just lock a human being in a cage indefinitely because that's what they're doing that's not. what the plan is 1-800-259-9231 you take control it's free talk live this your family today tip is brought to you by boost kit essentials nutritionally complete drink providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink visit us at kitessentials.com to make sure your kids eat healthy follow the five a day plan serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily remember a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies if your kids are picky eaters ask a nutritionist about other sources for more tips like these visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site completely free. So enjoy those, uh, including the webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact, because the chat room is built into the very same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com, and it's completely free thanks to the folks at MemoryDealers.com, where they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBEX, XFPs, NPACs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, that's MemoryDealers.com. 
So we're talking about, and we'll get to your thoughts here, uh, your phone calls uh, in just a moment, but uh, talking about what's happening with the Guantanamo Bay facility not being shut down, as Obama promised during his campaign. But instead, uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, he's apparently passed some sort of an executive order or written and signed an executive order that basically is going to create a what they call a formal system of indefinite detention, meaning that approximately 48 of the 172 detainees, they don't have squat uh, for evidence that they're actual terrorists. So they're going to just keep them there forever. Right. Basically until they die, of course. Or until hostilities end, which of course is forever. Well, no, the war on terror is meant to continue. Exactly, because, well, the war is the health of the state. Exactly. And uh, the war on terror is the kind of war where there's no obvious enemy running around wearing a uniform. And so. might I say it's an extremely successful war. The war on terror, for its intended purpose, has been extremely successful. They have spent a lot of money on bombs, boots, and bullets. Mm-hmm. And that was the key all along. That's what it's all about. Uh, it's growing the state, and in that case, it's about enriching their friends in the military-industrial complex. I want to get your thoughts, so let's talk to Michael, listening in Ohio. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and JJ. How you doing? Hey, hey Michael. Michael. Listen, um, has anyone seen any before and after pictures of these detainees? I mean, how do we know whether or not Gitmo is actually a radical training base, and those original detainees aren't deployed somewhere in the world causing havoc? Uh, I have seen some of the detainees uh, interviewed. There was a, I don't remember which show it was, but there was some sort of talk show that brought a couple of the detainees together with one of the former guards from Guantanamo Bay. And the guard apologized for for what he had done, and they forgave him. And it was just like an amazing moment. Isn't there, aren't there uh, reporters or or camera people there filming? Or, I mean, I see certain pictures at times, some Mm -hmm. footage where uh like b-roll that the news news yeah. teams use and whatnot yeah i'm not sure how much they can film or what what those restrictions uh, are but I, th- I think you're right i about think that, so. i think there's an element of what you're saying that there's this this ghost operation there that because of the lack of transparency you can't see what's going to happen so of course your mind can wander and and think about the possibilities but we can't prove or disprove pretty much anything at this point exactly i mean even like some of those detainees that were um uh, pictured with some of those female um, guards, you know, and and, and Abu Ghraib situation. You're talking, You're talking about in Iraq. Oh, I thought that was at Guantanamo. No. I'm not sure okay. what you're describing. Are you, what I are think you he's describing? describing the pictures of the female soldiers. The woman who was smoking the cigarette. Exactly. Yeah. That was in, that was Abu Ghraib yeah. from from Iraq. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Those are different detainees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to keep track of all the uh, human beings. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of prisons. They're keeping or in cages, we, but... right? Okay. Anything else Thanks you want to share? Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate right. hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So the administration argues this is again the Washington Post that it has the legal authority to continue to hold all of the detainees at Guantanamo Bay under the laws of war. Federal courts should have backed that assertion, although they have found that some detainees should be released for a lack of evidence against them. The detainees will continue to have the right to petition the federal courts under the doctrine of habeas corpus. Uh, Kate Martin, the director of the Center for National Security Studies, said the new executive order doesn't change the legal authority for detention at all. It simply provides additional reviews for individuals who've been found by the habeas courts to be lawfully detained under the laws of war. She's so essentially saying that, you know, this is an improvement, that now they can be reviewed. So what are the habeas courts? What are they? Yeah. 
I've never heard of that before. Uh, that's a good question. And maybe if you are a lawyer, you can answer it at 800-259-9231. See, it's better, JJ. Under the order, each detainee will receive within a year a written, unclassified review of the factors that justify his continued incarceration. A government representative will be a, appointed to advocate on behalf of the detainees, who will have the right to hire private counsel, but not at the government's expense, say the order. Well, where's are they going to get their money from? Right. They've been in a... <laughs> right. We're going to a keep cage, in a cage for years of their life, and now they're oh, okay. Well, now you can hire a private attorney, right? Okay. Well, I guess pro bono, pro, uh, you know, pro bono attorneys can. Uh, I would help. hope they would step yes. up. I, I would hope that they would in this case. Uh, but well, don't worry. A government representative is going to advocate on their behalf. I'm sure that they'll do a great job, just like all of the uh, the public defenders do such a great job uh, for all of the people that they advocate. Well, they for. get those plea deals. That's that's the whole purpose right yeah. well right they work for the state exactly so of course they're doing things that are in the interest of the state a periodic review board composed of military intelligence homeland security state and justice department officials will consider each case a detainee will have the right to appear before the board introduce his own evidence and call witnesses who are reasonably available says the order each detainee will receive a full review before officials every three years so, and a paper review every six months i mean just just the fact that reasonably available like like the witness is back in Iraq and I'm here in the United States that doesn't seem very available. So you nope. know what I, you know that whole idea. Sorry, that's not reasonable. We're going to make this as difficult as possible for you to win, but we have no case against you. It's all fabricated. David Rames, a new excuse me, a lawyer who represents 20 detainees including 16 Yemenis said he sees no substantive difference between the new system and the review process under the George Bush administration, just a new cast of characters sitting in on review boards, he said. In a light of the in light of the current administration's decision not to release any Yemenis, even those cleared for repatriation, uh, Reams questioned whether the new system will be valid. He said, "What good will this do for a Yemeni?" The administration has said Yemen does not have the capacity to reintegrate and monitor any returned detainees. And, of course, they won't, wouldn't be allowed to come to the United States, so they are essentially in no man's land. They, they can't go anywhere, even if they were. Only governments can create no man's land. Right. Moreover, recent legislation now makes it extremely difficult to transfer any detainee out of Guantanamo Bay, even if he's believed to be no threat. And it's unclear how the administration will confront that congressional barrier. So uh, the administration is expected to ex- uh, to charge three detainees, and uh, they go on to talk about some of uh, some of those cases. But it's just it's just so sad, tragedy. It's so sad. And we were talking earlier uh, during the break, and you asked a question I thought was was pretty uh, important. Sure. About how Americans, many of us, may be very upset about what we're seeing happen here with the U.S. federal government creating an indefinite system of formal detention. Yeah. Um, but Many, most people don't know what to do about it. Um, many people are afraid to do things like stop paying taxes. So what was your question that you'd ask? Yes, how to translate this, how to, how to convert someone who is who's afraid to do anything or, or doesn't want to or for some reason to someone who is active, someone who does something. So the ultimate question for those of us who are in the world of activism, who have taken that step, is how do we bring other people on board? And if you've got an answer, we'd love to hear it at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Spreading courage is what we're looking to do here, here we right? Go. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? 
Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And some of those features there include the uh, listening options. You can listen in 24-7 at listen.freetalklive.com. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing at all times on our broadband and dial-up streams. There are other ways to listen, too, including 94 great radio stations from coast to coast on the AM and FM bands. Uh, We've also got our free-to-air satellite channel that allows you to listen without paying a subscription fee. And uh, the uh, listen lines allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Listen that way, plus our webcam and more. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And get ready because the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011 is coming up this summer, June 20th through the 26th. It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's brought to you by the Free State Project. It's happening at the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, northern New Hampshire, Rogers Campground, the location, same place as last year. It is a blast. Uh, I loved it last year and every year before that. It just keeps getting bigger and better and more attendees every single year. And that's what it's really all about. Yes, there are, there's going to be family fun. There's going to be activities, agorism and action, underground, you know, kind of like uh, people selling food and stuff without permits. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, lots of parties and campfires and camping and all kinds of fun outdoorsy things happening it it will be epic it will and the best part though is the people that's the reason that's the whole reason you go you go to hang because you can go camp anywhere but you go to hang out with some of the the most fun and cool and friendly people that you'll ever meet the liberty-oriented folks open-minded most correct for the most part people that understand what the ideas of liberty are they get it and so you don't have to start your conversations talking about those ideas, the basic ideas. They already they're already there. Right. Uh, it's 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 this incredible community that if you haven't experienced it yet, you owe it to yourself to do so. If you have experienced it, I don't have to sell Porkfest to you. No. I mean, you know what it's all about. You're going right. Go, go to Porkfest if you can make it. You're going uh, at Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. You can get registered with our discount code and save twenty percent on the very cheap. Early bird registration. Use the code Free Talk Live. That's our show title without spaces. So take the spaces out. Just run it all together as Free Talk Live. One word. Use that as your discount code when you get registered over at porkfest.com and you'll save 20%. P O R C F E S T dot com. I am looking forward to it. It is always a blast. And Free Talk Live, I should mention, will be broadcasting live as we did last year. So that's uh, that's extra fun for us. Good times. All right, so 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Maybe you have an answer to the question uh, that J.J. asked a moment ago, and that is, well, how do we inspire people to find courage? Like the courage to, I don't know, disobey the government, to non-cooperate with them, to stop uh, stop giving them your money, to stop following their edicts and their diktats. How do you encourage that? Well, I think that you have to lead by example. 
that's my answer is to set the example to you have to you have to step out in front you have to lead the parade if you want one to happen and unfortunately that means that you got to stick your head up above the water and that means you have to be noticeable and that could result in some sort of retaliation against you and so there's risk involved right and that's that's of course the reason why no one wants to do it and no one wants to be the first right i think i think a big part is is definitely thinking about what you're going to do ahead of time and really i mean if you if you feel that you can do this if you can lead by example and be the first in your community or your group of friends or, or whatever your situation is to stick their neck out and take a risk and and deal with this you should definitely apply due diligence and and look up you know as much information about this think ahead of time what's going to happen and whatnot make make uh make sure that things are in order and that you know that sort of mentality the the whole planning meticulously and and calculating sort of your your next move because you are in a game and the state will be making calculated moves as well mm-hmm. that's just how they do it so you can keep your head down. You can stay quiet. You can go along and to get along and get. You're gonna get the. Re- you're gonna get what you've been getting, which is more government, more tyranny, more oppression, more taxes, more controls. So it's up to you. Do you want the government to continue down the trajectory it is going down and uh, continuously enslave you and your uh, your offspring and your grandchildren and so on and so forth, or do you want to stand up and make a difference in your lifetime? That's up to you. Now, now some would definitely say some here in the free state. Uh, New Hampshire would say that you can run for office in your local area. They they say that that's how you can change things and you can run for the state rep. But even that's sticking your head above water, though, because if you run for state rep or wh- something like that, and you've got radical ideas about freedom, you're going to be opposed very vociferously. Well, yeah, you'll be one vote against you know the, the party system. I, that's that's basically what it is. You have to get more people involved. Now, obviously, they're trying to do that here mm-hmm. with their their twelve people elected this last season, and I think you know more power to them. Yeah, but you need that if you want to be successful. Sure, you can run for office and you can be that one dissenting vote against you know all the taxation and all the theft that goes on. But you're still just one dissenting vote. You need people around you. If if you Absolutely. running for office doesn't inspire people, well, then find something that does. If it does inspire people and, and people around you do run for office and you take over a town council or whatever it is, your your situation, good for you. I mean, awesome. You know, you did it that way. Well, but most people around the country are not going to have that experience. So one of my favorite examples of inspiring courage in people to step outside of the box, to do something a little un- unusual, is you can see it in little things sometimes. It's pretty, I think, it's inspiring to me when I see these things happen, like just something simple like i was at a an intersection not long ago and i was approaching that intersection and there was you know a stoplight and there were maybe about 3 people on the other side of the intersection that had, i'd seen them press the button for the you know the to get the the walking icon right, right. where they could walk across this intersection now we're in keene new hampshire it's sunday have you ever been around on keene in keene oh, yeah. on it's, sunday it's, it can be very busy well, no, actually, it's usually pretty dead from from what I've seen. On Sundays, it's usually pretty like, – mm-hmm. like there's not much traffic. During the morning? I don't know. Maybe maybe not the morning. Maybe a lot of people going to church then. But uh, yeah. this was like mid-afternoon. Okay. And uh, there was nobody on the road. So very, very few cars were on the All road. Right. And these folks were standing there waiting for their crosswalk indicator – well, they could have crossed multiple yeah. times. They, you know, I see what you're saying. They were just standing there waiting obediently for the crosswalk indicator when they could have just crossed. Yeah. And 
I don't so, see I don't see police gigging people for jaywalking or whatever. I've never heard of it happening. No. Not around here. And so I walked up to this intersection and I immediately crossed. I did not press the button. I just okay. Im- immediately crossed, and the people kind of looked at each other, and they they then crossed on their side. I, I've, that, yeah, I've had that situation before myself, where there's the the, the couple standing there waiting for the signal, and mm-hmm. I can clearly see that it's safe to cross, and I can take this risk of my own, you know, personal responsibility, and and cross the street, and then of course they follow right behind. Right. That's one of those examples where sure. you essentially led those people to the suggestion right. that, okay. hey, it's okay to think for yourself. That's a good, good metaphor. It's okay for you to, to step out of the box. You don't have to press the button and wait for the state signaling device right. to tell you that it's okay to cross the intersection. You can do it on your own. And they all know they can. That's but right. for whatever reason, they've been so subjugated and so trained that this is the way to do things that even in a wide open street where there's no risk whatsoever to crossing, they were just obediently standing and waiting to be signaled by the state. And just one person stepping outside of that box within you know visible range of those folks gave them the encouragement that they needed, the inspiration that they needed to go ahead and do it on their own. And so it's little things like that that give me hope, you know, yeah. to have one person just step outside of the box, have other people observe them. And, oh, he didn't get run over by a car. We can do this, too. Uh, Or in the same way, oh, well, he didn't get thrown in jail for doing whatever. Well, we could try that, too. Well, that's not that scary after all. We'll go ahead and jump in and take a little bit of risk for ourselves. So the more people we can get together, like here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, to take little risks, the more we can inspire other people to follow suit. Our families. Families can work together. I mean, multiple family members can support each other. That's the whole idea of family, isn't it? Absolutely right. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Your suggestions are welcome, too. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including news updates. You get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get on the list. You can follow us via email, which is probably the best way. But there's also Twitter and Facebook as well. You can do any of those that you'd like all free at news.freetalklive.com. And you can intern for Liberty if you are of college age and specifically undergraduate, graduate, and recent graduates. The Institute for Humane Studies is looking for you. You can make a difference, get experience, and get paid 
And what they're doing is they're offering internships in all types of journalism as well as public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. You can visit libertarianinternships.com for more information and sign up to receive updates and reminders. That's libertarianinternships.com. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. We continue taking your phone calls. Let's talk to Lewis in Maine. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lewis. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to respond to your request about what you could do to get people uh, more involved. And I just wanted to point out that there are hundreds of entities like yourselves, and that's not a, a pejorative, but you're all streaming over the Internet. You have that in common, and you all have your um, listeners or adherents. And um, I agree with you, what you were just alluding to earlier about the person who stepped out uh, and uh, when they were standing at the traffic light there, mm-hmm. and others, when they saw it, they got the courage or the communication to go along. Uh, That can be a good thing and a bad thing. My point is that all of these factions out there, they each have their own little agenda. And I think that what they have to do is subordinate it to um, another common agenda that all of you can participate in and unite around. And it would have to be something small, for example, boycotting something that we do not need. Like we could boycott Anheuser-Busch or we could boycott Coca-Cola. If you could organize 50 million people to do that, then you could show the powers that be and the powers that want to be that you're someone that can unite the people, and therefore they must now stop and listen to you. And if you can't do that, if you can't unite around something that you do not need, then you can take a real good look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you can't accomplish a thing. Well, I don't know if that's uh, that's true. I don't know if it's if you need to organize 50 million people in order to make it so you can feel like you can accomplish something. Uh, well, I feel like I'd accomplish just... something if I can get five people together to do something, and 50 people would be great, and 500 people would be incredible. Um, 50 million, that's a little bit out of my ballpark, and I think it's out of most people's ballpark. And I think it's uh, it's unlikely you'll ever get 50 million people to agree on doing something like that. And besides that, I'm not looking to uh, boycott a business that's operating that's uh, offering a product on a consensual basis i'm looking to uh, put a stop to the worst um, the worst kind of product or service which is the monopoly on violence that the government has yeah i think uh one thing to point out is that you said we we have the same agenda which is in fact false uh, a lot of the people here liberty activists have their own agendas they're individuals they have their own sort of desires we we work together in certain times to achieve certain things uh goals but for the most part we each are pursuing our own sort of path to liberty and if we work together in that course well that's that's a bonus but in the same way you're sort of sort of centralizing the same you you want you want centralized you know sort of activism which is well that's already being done that's called government and we already have centralized parties that go along a party line and and speak a, a certain line of rhetoric uh, what I would rather have instead of a drone army is a lot of individuals <clears throat> doing their own thing and being their own person, but being free and not being afraid of what might happen if I'm a free person and what might happen if I make a choice that's different than you. That's what I'd rather have instead of... And knowing people have got the back as well if, if something does happen. 
Right, because that helps that with too. Yeah. that helps with uh, kind of getting rid of that fear factor. F- form a community of of courage and and compassion, and and that's that's the goal. That's the goal. Make it so we don't need violence to correct our society or to correct behavior. We have love to correct it instead, uh, and that that isn't sort of an idea that is is spread through a centralized sort of source. Everyone finds their own way, you know, into the heart space or whatever you want to call it. Everyone has their own method and, and their own sort of tact on life. So I think, you know, to each their own. Let's not, let's not have a, a, jig, a big uh, command given out to everybody to do one thing. That's the old model. Yeah, that's the old model. Let's have the new model. Let's evolve to a multifaceted approach, a multi-perspective uh, Lewis, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I I uh, I hear what you're saying, and I can uh, um, uh, understand it, but um, I uh, I couldn't even convince you, so I'm not so certain you're going to get five or fifty people. I think that uh, uh, what you spoke about is actually the problem, and that is everybody being individuals and each of us having our own agenda. The people are not going to have your back when they're just hiding in their homes hoping that they can fly beneath the radar. They just don't want to get the attention. They're not going to step out there and not pay their well, taxes. People in this community do. See, I moved to a place where people are actually doing something, where there are activists who will back you up and who will come to your trials, who will we come to We can have five people at the drop of a hat. We can have right, 50 if someone's people. arrested, there, there are people who will act, who will gather, who will take action. They will call the jail. They will call the police. They will do whatever is necessary, whatever they can do. So that's what we have here. Now, I understand that's not available everywhere. It's not available perhaps where you are. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's not incapable of happening. It means you just have to start that where you are. Start with your family. Start with your loved ones, the people who trust you and know that you are capable of making intelligent and wise decisions and tell them i've made this decision to have this lifestyle i've made this decision to take a different path than the one that was taught to me in public school to take a different sort of trailblaze my own path and i want you to come along with me i want your support i want your love Lewis, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. JJ, that's great advice, but the reason I moved to New Hampshire is because that didn't work for me down uh, in Florida. Oh, yes. Uh, Uh, There were some people that agreed with me generally on my ideas, um, but they weren't of a significant number. They weren't really willing to do much more than run for political office once every two years or come to a meeting and and bitch about uh, the problems of the world. And so it was that frustration with inaction – uh, and people's apathy towards everything Certainly. is what encouraged me big time to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. That's what's so great about this Free State Project idea is it's an intentional gathering of people. It's a migration of people exactly. who have a similar belief system, who are willing to take that step, who are willing to step outside the boundaries and the box and take that little bit of risk And when you get those people together, it does inspire because it's hard to inspire as a lone wolf. And I I was that person down in Florida. I mean, there was this I remember there's this picture of me when I had long hair holding a uh, honk if you hate taxes (laughs) sign out of the side of the road on April 15th, many, many years ago. And I made it into the newspaper because, you know, look at this wacko. You know, he's the only one willing to hold the sign. Right. I mean, it's not true. I wasn't the only one. There were like two or three people that came and joined me after they got off work that day. But I was out there all day long as the only person uh, that, that was willing to take the day and spend it doing that. Um, and it was 
it was fun. I still had a good time. I still enjoyed what I did. I got a lot of positive response, plenty of people honking and waving and, and very happy about what I was doing, which helps, you know, that helps kind of buoy you a little bit and, and keep you going. But long term, it wasn't doing anything. Long term, it wasn't turning into anything. There was nothing significant that was being gained. No one was jumping on board uh, with getting involved in doing anything. And so, uh, so now I'm here in New Hampshire where there are other people around who are willing to come out and do things. And it's like a whole other experience. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I didn't really sort of try to do much. I was the Ron Paul organizer from mm-hmm. Milwaukee during his campaign and uh the meetup organizer i suppose to say and so i did a few things for that and there was like no response there were mm. people that would like the group and it, it here's the difference though it's the people who are willing to leave their computer that are actually going to get things done i mean you can you can talk on facebook and the, and blog about whatever you want you know all day long if you want and if that's your thing awesome cool uh but the the fact of the matter is not a lot is going to happen. You're going to spread information, but if you actually want something to happen, you have to leave the computer right. and go outside and do it. It's really that simple. You have to go outside. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind. Uh, and by the way, the Free State Project's website, freestateproject.org. You can bring up anything. Hour two's next. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You can control the content of the site. You submit different stuff that you find interesting online. Others vote as whether they like or dislike your suggestions. You get to vote on things, too. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. Jumping right back into your phone calls. Let's talk to Sonny in South Dakota. Sonny, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, Sonny. Hey. I, um wanted to comment earlier about the Guantanamo Bay thing that sure. I think it's an atrocity and it disgusts me. However, um, to be honest, it's peanuts compared to the 17,000 children that die every day during uh, due to their lack of purchasing power. But 
the real, real reason I called is... Children dying to, because of their lack of purchasing Like starvation, power. you're saying? You're talking about like in Africa? Or... Uh... Uh, that, that's worldwide. People who are, are children who are impoverished okay. who die because they can't buy any food. Sure, that certainly is horrific. But, uh, I was listening last night and I heard a comment from Andrew. He had some advice for me and anybody else who uh, was interested in the Zeitgeist movement. He said basically that you shouldn't uh, waste any of your time because it's utopian and uh, ridiculous. And that got me thinking about back in 2007 when I discovered the uh, Ron Paul campaign. And I got, uh, got really interested in it, and then I tried to share it with people. For example, a university professor I knew, and he basically said the same thing, but, but thankfully I didn't listen to him. Um, I think people should really look into things themselves and not just take other people's word on it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is... Was there anything so, else you wanted to um, say? Well, yeah, he, he said that I should study uh, Austrian economics, and I did do that thoroughly, but, but nevertheless, I do try to explore as many ideas as possible. Well, you're taking your own and path. And I think everybody right. should do that rather than to just listen to somebody who says, oh, don't, don't do that. You, should, you, should, you shouldn't think for yourself. You should just uh, quit looking because I already said that it's a bad idea. Okay. Well, I wish you uh, the best of luck with your uh, plan to turn the entire world into a uh, robot-based uh, society where the robots make all of everything and take care of everyone. <laughs> well, um, that's I, just pejorative. Well, okay, look, it, however you approach liberty, as long as you're approaching it from the idea, the standpoint that all of the sort of contracts or agreements will be voluntary, that's all I care about. That really you, you can pursue your utopian Whatever dream you want, and we all have different dreams. They're all, you know, for the most part, utopian. So, you know, whatever is good it for was you the is cool. First thing I said when I called in about this topic was that it is a purely voluntary concept. Excellent. But no matter how many times I say it, people seem to like to project their own ideas, and instead of looking into it themselves, they just take other people's views and reject them outright. Yeah, so it's going to be a real tough bad. challenge to get the whole world on board with your ideas. Yeah, it's don't you agree? Could be free and prosperous and peaceful. I don't care but if the whole world is free. Idea it's not my. I don't care. It's, see, that's the difference. No. My vision doesn't require everyone to be on board. No, we're just looking at our community. Vision, we're looking at what we the, can do the locally. The project vision doesn't require that that everybody be on board, but it does point out that it would only last and be very effective if these ideas caught on on a global level. Yeah, which is going to be very difficult to achieve because human beings are different. They have different uh, interests and beliefs, and the likelihood of something like that happening is fairly slim. I mean, not to say it's impossible, but uh, I would say it's it's fairly slim because you know people. Well, in the last couple of years, uh, millions of people around the world have um, gained uh, knowledge of this and, and put a lot of interest into it. But great, then we should. Then you know, why don't those people move ideas. together? Why don't they? Why don't those people create an intentional community where they move together and actually put their ideas into effect? That may happen someday. This Good. whole idea is really in its infancy. Right, because that's going to be important is to have a is to have a proof of concept. If you really want to sell your idea to people, you have to be able to show them that it works. And so Certainly. that would be, I think, a step in the right if you direction. Into it, you'd see that part of the ideas, uh, some of the plans are to to someday 
have a what would be called maybe like a test city. Great. Okay. Not a functioning awesome. city. Awesome. Good. I'm glad to hear that. See. And I wish you the best of luck yeah, with it. And definitely. I thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. He acts like I haven't looked into well, it. Well, I mean, what do you expect down, us to say? I sat down and I watched this two-and-a-half-hour yeah, so movie. You saw it too? Yes, I did. What did I, you it, think? Well, I, I was on when he was on uh, a while ago, I, I think maybe two or three weeks. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I found some of the points of the movie to be, uh, you know, they struck home and, and I, I I liked them. But then the idea of a one size fits all came into the picture. And and I'm sorry, I don't see that working. It's not feasible. Humans aren't one size fits all creatures. And, They're never going to share the same vision. And it, it's, it would require everybody pretty much doing the same thing in order for the, the whole machine to work. Or and, to not do the same thing, but have the same, to hold the same vision for what they, oh, yeah, yeah, they exactly. want to achieve. It's like some people are comfortable living in tents. Some people want to live in a high-rise building. Some people live in an underground sort of dwelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's different strokes for different folks. Some people believe in God. Some people believe in yeah, multiple gods. Whatever. Some people believe in, you know, nothing. So Let them be different. That's yeah. that's the whole key. Is, is That's the beauty of our world is yeah, the difference exactly. and the contrast. The and, dynamic nature. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, yeah, I don't require – my ideas of liberty are not utopian because they don't require everyone to, to be on board. All I want to do is set one place free. And I don't care, you know, where that place is, whether it's New Hampshire or whatever. I've chosen New Hampshire, and a lot of other people have too. Well, you can localize it even further, and you you want to be free. Your your right. your emphasis is to to create freedom for yourself, and the same for myself. Is is my goal is to make JJ free, and if everyone around me is free too, awesome. We're pretty close then yeah. to that goal at yeah. that point, and. And if we can set New Hampshire free or Keene or wherever, these, you know, this small little corner of our world free, then we will have that proof of concept. And we will be able to show people, hey, this freedom stuff works. And then maybe that will inspire others to say, hey, I want to try that here. And then maybe freedom will spread uh, from that point. But if it doesn't, okay. Well, Some people don't know, want to be free, remember? Remember right. we're talking about dis- uh, different people. Some people want to be told what to do. Exactly. Some people want to be— They uh, want that safety net. That government's going to save you. If anything, if you make any bad decisions and you can't take personal responsibility, the government's there to save you. Right, and they're willing and, to and, trade their freedom for that. And the tragedy as well. Now, obviously, tragedy, you can still have communities that take care of their own. That, that You can still have community. Before the government made all these safety nets, there was the community, and in some cases, the church. Or maybe it was just uh, the doctor would help the patient because the patient was, you know, the paper boy or something like that. They was part of the community. It wasn't just we're all in it for ourselves and we're all alone. No, it was the sense that the government isn't here. So they didn't have that idea of government, you know, monopolizing their thought structure. Right, it was you got to come like, up with something. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of each other. And then the government comes in and says, hey, we could take care of you all. Oh, sure. Well, now we can, you know, stop worrying so much. Well, and the zeitgeist movement kind of replaces that concept of government with the robots, that the robots are going to take care of you. The computer system and the robots that it controls will take care of you. And some people don't want to be taken care of like that. Some, Mark, when I when Mark watched this movie, he thought it was he wasted his two and a half hours. I didn't feel the same way. I thought it was, you know, thought provoking and, and interesting yep. and wrong in many ways. But Mark uh, was like, "Oh man, I wish I could get my two and a half hours back because I don't know what I would do if I had a robot taking care of me. Like, what would my life be? What what would I do? I mean, maybe we would figure out what to do under those circumstances, and we'd like read and do art all day or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but for somebody like Mark or maybe myself you know we are interested in, in doing it, something uh, having a vocation having a, a you know something that we can work at right and not I, have a computer dreaming for the stars is awesome i mean i'm guilty of that myself but 
take a more localized approach. This whole idea that we need the whole world on board, don't start with that idea. Say, okay, maybe that's a long-term goal, but right now we just need to create one city and then just do that. Awesome. Do it. Make make it so and, and prove that it can be done and that it can be successful. And then create a second city and then a trade network between those two and just do it step by step. You got to start somewhere. If, if, you're, if that's your plan, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to de- dedicate your life to it. Well, then then do it. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. And the number again, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. And coming up, your chance to win two tickets. Super passes, I believe they are called, to the 12 Hours of Sebring. And we'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. The number here for you to get on the lines and bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. As we continue... Taking your phone calls, Nick is in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello. Hey, Nick, what's on your mind tonight? Hey. hey. Showing people that ideas work is so important. Tonight I'd like to tell you about one of those leaders of ideas, an intellectual property iconoclast named Marcus Person. Uh, have you ever heard of Minecraft? Is that a video game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was made with open source technology. It was self-published on his own website, uh, he paid for no advertising. He relied only on word of mouth. He never sought IP protection. He just used an authentication server to protect his interests. And he has gotten 1.5 million sales. His sales grew as high as $350,000 per day, uh, a sale every Whoa. three seconds. He's a millionaire, and he's one person who made a game, the entire game by himself. Incredible. Good for him. And uh, Wait, what did you say? I said incredible, and JJ said good for him. And the game is not even done. It's only in beta, and it continues to be upgraded. This is the future of game development. Now, wait, game point of information, this gentleman uh, gave the game away for free, and people no. donated, or he charged for it? No, he, he charged for it. He charged he, for a beta, and people paid for it. It was just that good. Wow. It's incredible. For those that don't know, beta is, because uh, I guess there's probably some technophobes out there, uh, or Luddites, a beta is software that's not complete. It's not uh, an actual official release. It's something that has likely still has bugs in it. Uh, people who, who use betas usually are given a beta for free with the intention that they will fill out forms when they uh, you know, send in an email to let the programmers know what bugs they find, um, and that's typically called beta testing. It's very rare that someone will actually pay to be part of a beta, but you're saying that, that uh, people paid over a million dollars in total, and how many copies were sold? 1.5 million. 1.5 million at how much per uh, per copy? Uh, it was about $14 recently. It, it keeps being upgraded, so mm-hmm. the price has increased to $15. Hmm. 
But uh, wow. the, the important point here is that this shows the benefit of, of what happens when you innovate with game development without IP. A big problem in modern game development, which I am especially aware of, is that development costs have gotten out of proportion with confidence in sales in the old-fashioned model, because executives at the top of these gigantic game companies are hesitant to greenlight projects with unproven ideas, because it's very high risk, it's a high investment. And sure, sure, but those games, also, the- those games also contain a lot more content creation and uh, work. I mean, if you compare Minecraft to, say... Yes. Blizzard, StarCraft Two, or some other big game that has a lot of production value in it, it's going to be a, a world of difference. Right, and uh, it's been a big complaint in the in the game industry for a while now that uh, the old genres are getting stale. It's very hard to innovate because it's so risky to go outside of established genres and formulas. Mm-hmm. But when you can grow a game from something small like Minecraft, you can take risks and innovate by releasing a cheap, lo-fi proof of concept first, and then if it takes off, you can sell progressively more upgrade sure. versions. Sure, sort of like the, uh, the software for your smartphone, like Android apps. <laughs> You'll certainly buy beta, beta copies of those apps if it's a valuable app for you. Yeah, and Marcus Person himself, uh, he's my, he, I, I would think of him almost like an hackerist from the way he's, he's destroying the system. What's your relation with this, this gentleman? Huh? Oh, oh, I don't know him. I just read about him. Okay, just curious. Yeah. Uh, he spoke to a panel of developers and journalists at the Game Developers uh, Conference this year on a secret to success, and he said copying isn't theft. Hmm. He is anti-IP. He says there's no such thing as a lost sale. Uh, he even asked the question, you know, is a bad review a lost sale? So instead of pissing and moaning to the government, he took initiative to adapt his business model to the new reality by using his authentication process instead of overexpensive IP protection and by allowing web player options. And it makes a great case against IP, showing that it's not only unnecessary but needlessly destructive. And he plans to make it open source once sales die off. And that is how the industry can evolve exponentially. When an innovator innovates, it makes it easier for everyone after to reproduce that recipe by releasing his code as open source. It guarantees greater heights achieved in the future. Even Minecraft itself wasn't possible without the open source graphics and sound that it operates on. Awesome. Interesting observations tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Nick. Thanks for the call mm-hmm. at 800-259-9231. There are a lot of interesting things that are happening out there with those innovators that are stepping out, taking a little bit of risk. And in the, the world of programming, there's not really a whole lot of risk beyond the amount of time that you sink into the programming. Well, right? it's, it's time that you could have spent making money if you True. do, in fact have a risky uh, proposal and it doesn't do well. But it could also be something you do in your spare time sure. as well. You could have kind of the day job and then program by a programmer by night. Yeah, uh, and that sounds like fun. <laughs> if you're a programmer, then it is, yeah. right? Because programmers really enjoy Well, that I went stuff. to college for programming, actually. And um, Did you find it fun? Oh, no, I dropped out of college because I found <laughs> college boring itself. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I what just, about the programming? I, was, I did enjoy programming. Yeah. I enjoyed the challenge. I enjoyed solving the, po- the problems at creating programs. So if you're writing your own program and you're not following somebody else's order, because a lot of programmers will work for somebody. They'll, somebody else right. has the vision. They've got the money. They're going to hire you to do something. It, you may not find that too much fun, like programming financial no, accounting no. software or something like that. No, I mean, be- a lot of the stuff I'd done up to that point was schoolwork where it was like, you have to create a program that does something like this. And it was, there was really no direction. It was left up to your own devices. Mm-hmm. And so I found that very fun where I created it and I had this sense of accomplishment and, and all that sort of stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's very time consuming, especially if you're having complicated, you know, the fun games are going to be difficult to program because that 
that fun has to be programmed in each, you know, each character at a time in some cases. So toll free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. You're certainly welcome to share your thoughts on intellectual property. If you'd like, as we continue here, I want to remind you, by the way, that uh, free talk live is brought to you by host Gator. You've seen all the archives on our website. They're totally free. And it's thanks to the folks at host Gator. You can go to hostgator.freetalklive.com to get your first month of hosting completely free. We're talking about a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45 day money back guarantee, free, Site builder, control panel, uh, unlimited disk space and bandwidth. You can go to hostgator.freetalklive.com. Get signed up there for your first month free. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, the experts there can help you out. Uh, you can create your very own website with their free tools and templates, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Hostgator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. Find out why over at hostgator.freetalklive.com. And again, they bring you the Free Talk Live archives. Let's continue and talk to... Uh, let's talk to Anthony, listening in Connecticut. Anthony, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Thanks, guys. Hey, Anthony. Um, yeah, I was just calling to give a little bit of inspiration out to people out there. Um, last week was a regular week. Nothing happened. Hung out with friends, went to work. This Monday, I decided, you know what? I had enough of Connecticut. I'm getting out of here. Tuesday, I signed up for the Free State Project officially. I didn't do it before just because I wasn't positive I was going to move, and I don't join things unless I'm sure I'm going to do it. Then Wednesday, I put in my first application to a position over in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. That afternoon, three hours later, I got a call back. Wow. Now, is this a position at the same company you work for or like completely different company? Completely different company. Wow, this is, a world, up for you. this is like a whirlwind tour here. If you want, you can tell the rest of your story in a moment. Hang on, 800-259-9231. People are making wow. these decisions to pick up their lives and make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and it's always so inspiri- inspiring to hear one of their stories. Yes, it is. Uh, we'll come back with more and take your calls as well. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've got uh, the wiki over on our website with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you, wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. You can go there and edit virtually anything. That's the point of the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Now, if you want freedom, you've got to build it. Got programming skills? Join the Freedom Engineering team and help develop the technology that enables spontaneous uh, spontaneous order and free market capitalism to erupt on Earth. Mobile app developers and database experts wanted immediately. Share in ownership. Create stuff that matters. Go to freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom. Freedom Engineering. Well, that fits with our last topic. You sure does. Sounds like it. Check it out. freedomengineering.org. As we continue here, Anthony 
is uh, with us uh, in Connecticut. Ta- speaking of the uh, building freedom, that's what we're doing here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. JJ, uh, you moved probably about three, three-ish plus years ago. I moved four. Yep. And it's been a great experience for us so far. And, and we're you know relatively early movers. We're still in the early moving stage. Only 10,600 people have signed up for the Free State Project. And of those 10,600, only several hundred have actually made the move. And that's, again, those are early movers. So we're still in the very genesis of this project. Uh, and Anthony, you were calling to tell us that you were inspired this week to sign up for the Free State Project and immediately began planning your move and uh, reached out to a company up here in uh, New Hampshire and got a call back pretty quick. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's going to be the same for everyone. You know, it is, it is definitely hard economic times, but, you know, this isn't a lock gift for me either. I got my official interview on Wednesday, but you have to try. Definitely. No one's going no to do it for you. You have to go out and you have to try. If you asked me last week, would I be this far, you know, looking for places in Manchester, you know, no, I wouldn't think that would be the case. But if you don't do it, don't put yourself out there. You're never going to know. And you really, really need to because I tell you, it's a little frightening. It's a little exciting. And that's something I think that uh, people, you, you really just try. I think a, po- try. a positive attitude is definitely very important for achieving basically anything positive. Or productive. Yeah, a lot of people find it very difficult to actually, um, you know, find a job from a distance. So I, I think I agree with you that it, your mileage may vary as far as that goes. Uh, and you're coming up for an in-person interview, I presume, yes? Uh, they do the, uh, another phone interview first, and then I'll be taking a trip up there, I think, the following week. Right. I mean, you're, you're relatively conveniently located, Connecticut, not a far drive uh, from New Hampshire at all. So that, that makes that pretty easy for you. A lot of people across the country, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, which is why some people kind of have to take a little bit more of a risk, save up some money, and then just make the move and then find the work. Uh, you know, save up several months' worth of, uh, of income to you know, buy, get a place and, and get settled in. Don't and, do what I did. I came here with five hundred dollars. Really? Yes. That's rough. But I, I knew I had a skill set for a segment of the market that I knew would uh, basically be to my advantage. Uh, the manufacturing repair, uh, CNC repair sort of market uh, is basically a lot of older folks in the, in their retiring sort of age. Mm-hmm. So in, in anywhere you go, there are not a lot of new people coming into that market. So I I, I did manage to land on my feet and be successful. So uh, so you're, you're coming up for the interview. What was it that pushed you over the edge? I mean, you said that you hadn't signed up for the Free State Project until Monday. Uh, so what was it that, I guess, yeah. was the, the, the final straw? Well, I really just thought to myself, what am I doing over here that's so great? It's basically what it comes down to. You know, I, I'm a strong believer in liberty, have been for a long time. I'm a reformed conservative, so <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I had to grow up a little bit, uh, but... Now I think to myself, there's not enough that's keeping me here that I couldn't do better for myself and better for other people in New Hampshire. So that was pretty much it. It was just a logical decision. Fantastic. Have you even come up here to visit yet? Oh, yeah. I've been there uh, quite a few times. Oh, okay. Uh, my best friend has some relatives up there, so worst case scenario, I have a couch to crash on for emergencies. That helps. Yeah, <laughs> having a, having a low cost option to uh, to move up to is always nice. Whether it's just a room that you can get for a few hundred bucks a month or something like that, uh, those things do exist. There's of course a couple websites that help with that, like porkmanor.com and nhmove.info, helping uh, basically people. being a forum member for a lot of the forums that are around. But I'm sure you're probably aware of that. Sure, sure, sure. So, anything else you want to share about uh, your plans? 
Uh, nope, I'll be hitting up uh, the forums pretty shortly. So if you see an Anthony posting in there, it's going to be me. So if you know any spots over there, then definitely I'd like to hear from you. If uh, and and that's looking... pretty much all I have for you guys, but thanks so much for what you do too. Hey, thanks. You're looking at the Manchester area, you said. Uh, Manchester and Nashua, the job is going to be directly in between the two. Okay. There you go. All right, I'm sure there's uh, going to be plenty of opportunities out there for you, and thanks for the call tonight. appreciate awesome. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. We just need several thousand more of people like him. Right. <laughs> more people well, to move Well, success stories are always good. Soon. You know, where someone gets the, uh, the impetus to move, and they, they execute that sort of desire, and then success is found. I think... That's that. A lot of that happens. Now there are people who come here and have issues, but a lot of that those is people have poor issues. Planning. Right, those people have issues before they got That's here, right. as in like the issue of not knowing what they're doing and throwing caution to the wind and hoping that they can have somebody kind of hold their yeah. hand. Don't while come, they come here. Up here. Don't come here and think you're going to couch crash forever and not have a job and not pay for food and that you're just going to rely on the kindness of everyone around you to those people have come and they have gone yes, they have. those people do not make it up here now I mean, it, new hampshire is not a forgiving place as far as the environment is concerned no, it's, it's cold out there uh, a lot of the time around the year so um, if you can't find a place to stay then uh, and, and you know pony up and actually contribute to wherever it is you're staying then you're not going to be around for very long and the the people in the very initial stages here is the early movers we were talking about before people um who have a place were maybe a little too generous yes I think. there was there was several people who who had bad experiences they got burned and right by offering a place to stay right. for people that they feel well they're liberty lovers so i'll just let them crash here for a long time and you know maybe they'll clean the house well they didn't clean the house and they didn't do anything else and they you know slacked off or whatever and they didn't have any money and so therefore the uh, the goodwill kind of burned up yes, i guess yes, and so did. now we occasionally will have somebody drop in like at the Freekeen forum over at forum.freekeen.com where there's a whole section about housing opportunities and things like that um renting and buying etc and we'll have somebody post a message like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to come on up. I don't have any money, but uh, I love freedom. Who's going to take me in? Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, you probably need to go ahead and save up some money and take care of yourself first before you come up here. Because, you know, if you don't have any rapport, like he said, he knows somebody that's up here. That's cool. They're going to let him crash on their couch. And that's more of a different situation. Sure. But if you come into a um, a situation. If you come into a scene where there are people you've never met before and you don't have any rapport with and you're expecting to have them take care of you, that's not well, not going to happen. I think the key to, to emphasize here, especially with uh, uh, this last gentleman, is that he did research for a job first. He didn't move mm-hmm. here first. He did the, did the job research, the personal responsibility end of things. He didn't come here talking about how he liked like the ideas of liberty and like the ideas that come with that. No, he... he acted upon those principles of personal responsibility right. and did the right thing. That's so it's not to say that people here aren't friendly or helpful right. or anything like that. It's just that you've got to be able to help yourself. That's right. You can't – it's not a charity operation. We I just guess can't afford it. There's, there's too many costs as it is, and especially in the winter in New Hampshire, it costs a lot of money to heat homes. That's just the way it is. Yep. So be prepared to contribute uh, when you come up here and take care of yourself, and then you'll find that people are all kinds of friendly and willing Definitely. to let you into their homes and, and you know, rent a room or something yeah, like if, that if at a very good rate. If you're scraping by and people realize that, you'll, you'll get help. People will give you, like, a, you know, a meal or uh, invite you over for dinner or something like that. That's not a problem. They, they see that you're trying to make it and, you know, you don't have a couple bucks for going out, so maybe someone buys you a beer when you're out or whatever it is that you're, you're doing, so... 
don't worry about that. If as long as you take care of yourself, the well, there's a the, fine line between somebody who's having a tough time and somebody who's a mooch, right? Like, oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, you could see that though. You you know that you get to know these people in this community, and you get to know where they're at. So it's yep. it's very easy to discern the two. 800-259-9231 is the number here, but that is not the number you need if you want to win the 12 Hours of Sebring tickets. That number is 603-435-1105. We're going to give you a pair of super passes that will allow you to attend the 12 Hours of Sebring coming up March 16th through the 19th. It is an awesome Le Mans race and a huge party. Uh, it takes three days of trials, and then there's a finally the big race on Saturday. Call in now at 603-435-1105. The third caller will be going to the 12 Hours of Sebring. 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Join us on the air at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. Again, that's 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get interactive there with various different features. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. And you'll see several different links uh, to Amazon, different Amazons from around the world, U.S., U.K., Canada, Germany. You click on the Amazon appropriate to you. It'll take you into uh, to that Amazon via our special portal. And when you enter through that link, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price, whatever it is you're buying there. So start your shopping experience at shop.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Mike is on the line. Mike in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, good evening, Ian. How are you? Hey, is this now? This is an old voice uh, that goes way back uh, to the original days of our program. Back Absolutely, when, back sir. When yes, we're... that's right. I was one of the original co-hosts. That's and, right. Uh, having a good time, always listening to uh, what you guys have to offer. And but I need to ask you a very direct question. All right. What What has been done about the fact that there are people who have repeatedly been coming into this country? and getting all sorts of health benefits and so forth and so on that other people who are, I guess, blue-collar, like myself, who have lived here all our lives, that are absolutely unable to get the same sorts of benefits. Well, I don't really understand your question. Well, what I'm trying to understand is why in the hell the, uh, the government refuses to acknowledge people like myself and other people like me who are just barely getting by, but we're not able to get the same amounts of benefits as, as, as um, well, other people that come into this country again from other areas of the world. Well, like I don't Mexico. know. I don't know why, why or how the welfare system makes determinations about who gets benefits. I know plenty of Americans are on welfare. I think I saw some statistics earlier this week that said that one oh. out of three Americans 
are receiving uh, some sort of welfare from various governments, state and federal. So there's plenty of that going on. Um, and there's lots of also also there are a lot of immigrants that are not receiving welfare. They're working very, very hard and making, you know, making a living and making a life for themselves here. Okay, so I'm, I guess I'm asking you, though, if you would know from your, uh, well, from what I, I determined to be your uh, your fair amount of knowledge of, based on uh, maybe things that, that are going on stateside or, or uh, nationally, uh, why it is it that certain people can't seem to, to get or lay their claim to benefits that are actually due them when when... It just seems like everybody else seems to be beating them out. I don't know. Have you tried to apply for welfare and have been rejected? Is that what's happened to you? I, I, I've gone through the whole gambit, and I just find that it's absolutely repulsive with regards to how many people that I've talked to, and they just, well, they, they want to put you in the smackdown, and they don't want you get, they don't want to give you any sort of real indication as to, why does they can't get you, uh, any benefits, but yet they don't seem to be receptive to your needs or? So this is a common uh, this is a common uh, complaint, and and we've got our, our Tuesday night co-host Meg also experienced something like this, where you know she feels like she paid in uh, for a long time into this this welfare system, into this government right. system, and then when she was homeless in L.A. and tried to go and get some you know food or something like that or money to to buy a sandwich, uh, they you know would not allow her to do do it well, because of whatever bureaucratic reasons. Well, yeah, I think I think Mike, I, this is JJ. I think. Uh, um, part of the fa- the factor is that you have a history. You have when you fill out the paperwork, you can put things down in those slots. Whereas an immigrant wouldn't have any history to give. They would simply say, "I'm poor. I need help," and there would be no like background check because there is nothing to check. So, right. uh, as the alternative or the opposite of that is yourself, where you do have a history of being a citizen and paying your taxes or whatever sort of historical data they're looking at. And well, so they can then they can then put that information through their system, and that system okay. has a as a, a accept or reject sort of panel that decides whether you get it or not. Well, here's here's one of the things. Like for instance, one of the one of the key things that I'm looking to get some assistance for is uh, heat and or electricity, because I'm um, I'm quite frankly probably very much on the on the verge of having my electricity turned off, and. Um, and I'm wondering why it is that I can't get any kind of headway uh, talking to anybody statewide because they're they're supposedly telling me that their resources are dried up. Well, uh, you know, it's this is the government for you, right? I mean, they make all kinds of promises and they say they're going to be there for you, and they take uh, half of your income every single year. And then when the time comes for you know you you run across some uh, some trouble in life or whatever, and uh, for whatever reason you can't afford to pay the the power bill. Uh, the government then tells you, well, sorry, you don't qualify. Uh, or, you know, they don't return your phone calls or whatever happens there. And it's it's tragic, but uh, that's that's the reality. And the reason they're doing it isn't because uh, there are immigrants around. I mean, here in New Hampshire, there aren't that many immigrants here. I mean, it's it's, you know, mostly people that are native born. The, the you know, the, this area is 
full of people that you know are not Mexicans, basically. Right. Um, and so, really, it's just the nature of this the state. I mean, they they create arbitrary rules for their their programs, and if you don't fit their qualifications, then you know, screw you. Keep paying in. Well, we'll keep taking your tax money, uh, but you know, you don't get anything for it down the line. And you know, the only real solution, I mean, is long term, is to get rid of the state and to make it so there is no more welfare state and make it so that we have to rely on each other and mutual aid right. societies th- and charities to uh, to help people in need. Right. I think the what you should I mean you you should do whatever you need to do what you ought to do though is look to your community that surrounds you and ask them for help if if the state is giving you issues with this this welfare and you feel you know you, you do it because you pay taxes and all that. Well, I mean until that comes through, I mean what I would do personally is I would never. look to my my friends and family for for help, my community that you know I've established a relationship with, and that and there may be churches uh, in the area that right. may well, may offer some sort of assistance program. Uh, so, go ahead. Forgive me for the way that I worded it up front. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to pass the buck in the saying that it seems to me that everybody who is shall we say uh, not white. Uh, is getting the preferential treatment. I'm simply saying that, again, dealing with 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 the uh, the politics of of the town or of the state, it just seems that when I'm posing a question or a series of questions to somebody, that seems to be the feeling that I'm getting when I get the responses. You're saying the feeling that you're getting from the bureaucrats' responses is that they're claiming that they're giving all the money to immigrants? They're willing to help the people that aren't, yeah, that they aren't willing uh, to help uh, the people who who have been proven residents of this state for many, many years, and it just seems that they're they're more apt to be handing out a paycheck paycheck to the people that are, uh, well, shall we say, uh, people that have relocated. Well, uh, from other areas of, of, of maybe, the country or yeah. others of, you know, of the state or what have you. Right. I think I think maybe the bureaucracy has a different sort of maybe there's federal money involved if it's if it's a, a migrant uh, individual well, or, and I or whatever. This way. Who knows? And, 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 and perhaps you, you will agree or disagree. I mean, when you go to apply for a job, there are there are people that, you know, I mean, they, they put it down in, in the application process as to whether or not you are of a different descent. So obviously they have a quota to fill uh, to get uh, people that are, that are not white, that, that are either black, Mexican, other, other, other uh, uh, ethnicities. That, Some you know, jobs it, have that, but usually the only jobs, Mike, the, usually no, the only jobs that have that I'm, are... I'm saying that it's not a problem to me because, you know what, I have friends that are of many Sure, sure. What I what I want to explain is that those jobs where they have quotas like that are typically jobs where they are receiving federal dollars and they have to in order to receive that federal money. And, yeah, and what you're I saying, and I, I can't believe that though to some degree that that doesn't also filter over into uh, the amount of help that uh, that your local. Uh, oh, it may very well. Yeah. I think that's what JJ was trying to say to you: is that the federal money counties? Yeah, yeah. I think what JJ was attempting to say earlier was that the federal money that's coming in may have those stipulations attached to it. Frequently, federal. Yeah, I think that's wrong. Obviously, do. But again, I don't want to listen. I don't want to appear like I'm a bigot or I'm being a jerk. 
and saying that, you know, somebody else is... You just want yeah. people to be treated equally. Sure. Equally, the problem uh, is the system. You know, you don't sound bigoted to me. It's the problem is the system, and uh, and that's what it is. And unfortunately, it's not changing anytime soon. So in the meantime, the only thing you can do is reach out to the community rather than the state. And this is just a perfect example of how there's this, this mentality among Americans that the government's going to be there for them. And surprise, they're, uh, not. they're not. Good luck, Mike. Thanks for the call tonight, man. Uh, 800-259-9231. Hour three's next. You take control. Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Fresh from Florida is coming March 19th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, Audi, and many other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race as Sebring hosts the first race of the Intercontinental Le Mans Cup in 2011. Gates open Wednesday, March 16th. Order your tickets today by calling 800-626-RACE or visit SebringRaceway.com. See the cars and stars in the American Le Mans series, driver autograph sessions, vintage race cars, and visit the Party Zone, featuring a Spring Break Bikini Contest. Up and coming man Selby, Jumpman, Alluvion, Selena Jordan, and DJ Scotty B. Presented by GoMobileWeb.com. Four days of family fun at Sebring and children's club and under admitted free. Get all the info at SebringRaceway.com. The 59th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida. March 19th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SebringRaceway.com. Brought to you in part by Budweiser, Jaguar, and Michelin. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves, dial in toll-free, and do that at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. You control the content of the site, submit different news stories and YouTube videos or whatever it is you want from around the web, and then others vote on what's the best and the most Likes, we'll make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. JJ is here with me tonight, and we go right back into your phone calls about whatever you want. Zach is in Minnesota on the amp lines. Hello, Zach. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, I have a shaky connection, so I apologize in advance if it cuts in and out. Okay, go ahead. But uh, my, my question was, uh, I'm getting, I'm very curious and very interested in getting into some civil disobedience in my area before I make the move out to New Hampshire. All right. Um, my question is, in your experience, or if you know anyone, do civil disobedience-related convictions, such maybe trespassing, uh, their favorite disturbing the peace, etc., have you found that that would affect your employment, either with a current employer or any future uh, interviews where they ask you, you know, you may be branded as sort of a troublemaker. Uh, has, what is what has been your experience? It's an excellent question, and I can't say I have much experience with it. I mean, I have the fortunate, you know, the good fortune to be my own employer, so I don't have anybody to answer to in those situations. Um, and from what I've seen, it's going to it's going to all depend on who you're talking to. I think it depends on whether or not it's a violation or a misdemeanor. If it's a misdemeanor then a lot of employers, when you apply for something, they require that you inform them of any convictions that you've had, and then you have to fill something in that, that, that spot until such, you know, until such time that it's off your record or whatever. Um, but if it's a violation, like, 
if uh, if it's not criminal trespassing, it'll probably just be a violation where mm. you're you're not charged with, um, you know, a, a misdemeanor level crime. You're charged instead with like an ordinance level where the city just finds you or or whatever. And they don't know, normally ask about violations no, on employment applications. So that's one factor. But generally, if you're going to be doing civil disobedience, I mean, you're gonna break you're gonna be breaking some kind of law. And even if it's your intention to just break a violation, you may still end up with the cops charging you with something like disorderly conduct, which could, in many cases, be a misdemeanor. So even if it's your intention to just get caught for a violation when you're doing the disobedience, it may not necessarily work out that way for you, right. or they may tra- you know attempt to go whole hog and throw the book at you, uh, so to speak. So with a current employer, the risk is that you'll miss work. I mean, that's the big yes. that's the big problem there. And certainly, we've seen people get into situations where they have luckily had employers that are much more fle- you know flexible than some others might be and understanding towards what's going on with their employee which if you're a good employee then that's going to be uh, yeah, maybe- your relationship with your employer will be the the ultimate determining factor if like as Ian said you're a good employee or you have a positive relationship that employer will be more likely to understand your position and still want you to work there they still want your productive hours that you you're employed for right, but if it's a low skill position and you know you're not that you know that outstanding compared to the rest of the staff then they're, the, they they only, may only put up with so much the other consideration is what would a news story about you do to your employment like if you're in sales if you're de- dealing with the public and you're going out there and you're sort of putting your name on the line as far as sales go some employers might look unfavorably at having sure. news a controversial a, person a, exactly a controversial employee so there's that, and so dealing with the current employee uh, employer, you probably would, depending on your relationship with them, you would be better off because they know you. Whereas if you're applying for a job, they don't know you from Adam, and it, they may be more likely to just shrug you off because you have some sort of a record. And but then again, it all depends on who you're talking to, right? right. I mean, if you've got somebody as an employer who is. Uh, can empathize with you and can understand uh, what your purpose on the criminal trespass. Like if if they don't just look at criminal trespass and say, "Oh, this guy's a thug." If they understand that it was a political uh, move or something like well, that th- that you were doing. I think my my example is like uh, my my previous employer. They knew me really well. They knew how I performed not only at work but also how I I treated people. I act I acted principally. I you know I. I, I saw things as, you know, I'm always doing activism, I'm always an activist, and I'm always trying to put the best foot forwards to give uh, everybody the best impression that I can. So from that standpoint, the my employer would have probably been very forgiving about uh, getting arrested because also they I told, I was very honest about the fact that I was involved in this, and, and although I haven't gotten arrested at all, um, they probably probably would have been more lenient with any sort of punishment that they would have met out. So the answer is there is no answer. It just all it just all depends. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for the advice, anyway, guys. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to organize some low level stuff in my area. What did, what did you uh, have in mind? To move out there. What? Well, uh, my the the number one thing on my list is uh, the TSA, uh, mostly because it's pretty easy to organize uh, folks around that issue. Mm. Um, Maybe just do some protests, some uh, outreach right outside the gates, you know, okay. until they part us away anyway. Right. Um, well, an employer might... My personal might... favorite is uh, I just made a trip out to Scotland where I bought a kilt, so you can use your imagination right. what I have planned there. <laughs> well, 
Well, but, um, your employer might actually be sympathetic in some cases of that, especially if uh, they had to fly a lot and and be you know molested or scanned by the uh, by the TSA. So and, and we've we've seen uh, in, in fact last week we talked about a story where our particular employer would not allow uh, TSA workers into his establishment because he didn't want to serve them. So. Right. You know, it wouldn't hurt to have a conversation with your employer prior to going yes. out and doing something like this to say, you know, if you already haven't had that relationship built with them where they understand kind of what you're about uh, from a, a, a particular issues viewpoint, uh, then it would be a good idea to give them a heads up that, hey, look, uh, coming up, we're going to go out to the airport and we're going to do this. This is what we have planned. I don't expect anything to go wrong because it's just a protest or whatever. And, you know, I don't but you never know. And I wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, that that this could be happening. And at the same time, you'll also, if you're going to have people with you, which of course is ideal when you're doing any sort of activism, whether it be disobedience or or an outreach or whatever, uh, if you've got somebody else that's with you, have them know what your employer's phone number is. So if something does happen, they can contact them immediately afterwards and let them know what's going on to give them a heads up, a status on what's happening. I think a good example here for our local activists is... uh, my uh, one of our our friends uh, David Krauss in Pizza Hut mm-hmm. uh, locally has been absolutely fantastic in supporting the activists. David's been arrested a few times, and he's always and he's been to jail. Yes, and he's been to jail, and he's always informed his employer employer ahead of time. He built a good rapport with them. He was a good worker, so clearly he still has a job. He's still working there, and he's still a manager. So I think you know it all depends on how you how you handle things and how you yourself present yourself to the employer and. And, and that sort of situation. But the people who are anti-civil disobedience, I've seen these uh, people comment on newspaper articles about some of the civil disobedience here. They would like you to believe that if you do civil disobedience, that you will be relegated to a McDonald's burger flipping job for the rest of your life. And I really find that hard to believe. One thing to add with this, this uh, Pizza Hut is not only has they, have they allowed him to continue working and they understand and all that sort of stuff, they've also hired a lot of his references, also our friends and mm-hmm. free staters. So we have at, at this point between two and four different free staters working at this establishment that David has missed work at because of his uh, his arrests and his civil disobedience. So I think that's a testament to what you can do and still maintain your position. Hope that helps, Zach. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, that's some uh, real good advice, and I'll have to uh, take that into consideration. So, All right. uh, good luck, and time. let us know how your uh, your activism awesome. goes. Good Appreciate luck. hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think it's I think it's great that people want to get out there and, and do stuff where they live, if, even if they don't live in New Hampshire. But I always have to caution you: look, if you don't have people on your side, forget about it. Yes. If you don't have, if you're going to go to the airport alone, you're crazy. No, you should bring at least two people, especially at an airport, and bring your cameras yes. and recording devices. And your your smartphones, so you can have quick.com, qik.com, so you can stream live to the internet as things happen to help protect you from these people. That's right. Because even the most innocuous outreach event can turn into a dis, you know an arrest, um, even though that wasn't your intention, because it may have been their intentions yeah. to cause you a problem. Uh, so more coming up here at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This 
Dixie's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. The bulletin board system is on our website. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners for free, of course. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. And imagine opening your front door and coming face-to-face with your identity thief, the criminal who wasn't content to steal from your bank accounts or use your credit cards. This guy knows where you live, and he's staking out your house and watching your family. That's what Fox News reported about one woman. Fortunately, she had advanced warning from LifeLock. She said that without LifeLock, she wouldn't have known that thieves were coming and added that LifeLock services are legit. They do what they say they'll do, and it's worth it. Now, here at Free Talk Live, we don't want you to suffer the personal and financial firestorm that identity theft brings. You can protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft pr- uh, program that we're using here. Uh, Mark and myself are on board with LifeLock. You can join us in protecting those you love and the things that you've worked so hard for from the ravages of identity theft this year. Now, if you call right now, you can get 60 bonus days of LifeLock protection. That's right. They're open around the clock. Uh, so you can call 1-800-242-2693. Get a 60-day bonus. Uh, at LifeLock, and you can do it for yourself and your family. That's 1-800-242-2693. 800-242-2693 for LifeLock. 800-259-9231 is our number as we continue here. Uh, we will take your phone calls about anything. But JJ, uh, you've been following, I think, closer than any of the rest of us on this program, all the action over in the Middle East, everything from uh, Egypt and the incredible protests and overthrow, essentially, that uh, that happened there of their so-called president. And they overthrew, overthrew the second guy as well. I heard about that. Was yes. that last week? Yes, last week they overthrew uh, Suleiman. Who was the vice? He was president. like the general, right? Before well, he, or something? He was he was promoted the vice president right before uh, Musharraf left office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was viewed by many as the the next puppet in waiting. Sure. So and Israel really liked that he was in that position. But yes, they booted him. There was some violence at the square with the the uh, pro and and you know anti government forces clashing. Even the army couldn't break up some of the fighting. So a lot is still happening. Egypt is still a cauldron of turmoil because the vacuum left by the, the last dictator is is sort of attracting flies, if you mm-hmm. will. So they have to be ever vigilant about giving over authority to basically anyone there. And well, who took over after the second guy left? Uh, the military has the supreme uh, the supreme council or the. They're, they're basically their military... Um, the generals. Yeah, chief of their staff, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the military still is having difficulty because the the people are individuals. There are so many different perspectives and desires that they can't all decide on what they want to do right now. So it is more of an open society at the moment where they are still trying to protect their own, still doing the personal responsibility and security for their own communities. They're um, doing a lot more community. There is, you know, the business is still happening, but for the most part, government services are not. So you're seeing what happens in a society where there is very limited government service and most people are left to their own and, and have to take care of their own, basically. So people must be starving and dying in the streets then without the government around. No, actually they're not. No. No, there. Are, I mean, there's the there's the people who are looting, and there's the violent people who are suffering in the streets because they're they're being met with the community backlash of being violent and being a looter. 
But other than that, the communities are taking care so of their So people own. are protecting themselves, they're, is what you're saying. They're protecting each other and protecting themselves, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So basically this unrest has spread down into the Arabian Peninsula, and Saudi Arabia is the latest, I wouldn't say victim of civil unrest, I would say uh, beneficiary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Recipient. Yes. So... The, you know, Saudi Arabia is definitely one of the, the keys in the area. Being, Lots of oil. E, yeah, Egypt and Saudi Arabia, I think, are the two big players because of the, the well, the Saudi government has a lot of influence. And sure. Egypt had a lot of influence as well. Now, Egypt is gone, and that influence is sort of shattered and, and uh, decentralized, mm-hmm. which it should be, obviously. But the Saudi monarchy, the Saudi royal family, is still fighting very hard to keep their their country... I bet they are. ...as it is. So... To that end, I have three stories here. The first, I'll just read you the headlines quick and then go into the stories. Uh, the first one is Saudi Arabia police fire at rally. Second one is Saudi Arabia bans protest rallies. Oh, boy. And then Saudi king announces new benefits. So <laughs> basically the, uh, the Saudi people are protesting. They're gathering just as they've done in Tunisia, Egypt, Libya, uh, Bahrain, mm-hmm. Qatar to a degree, uh, Yemen, uh, Jordan. We could go on. Anyway, police have reportedly opened. Uh, this this stories are all, all three of the stories are out at Al Jazeera. This one's from the AP. Police have reportedly opened fire at a rally in Saudi Arabia in an apparent effort to stop planned protests there. AP oh, news, news agency has reported. A witness in the eastern city of Katif told AP that gunfire and stun grenades were fired at several hundred protesters marching the city streets on Thursday. The witness, speaking on condition of anonymity because of feared government reprisal, said police in the area opened fire. The witness saw at least one protester injured. Government officials have warned that they will take strong action if activists take to the streets after increasing calls for large protests around the country to press for democratic reforms. Mm. And then we go on to the second story. Well, what, what's the next logical step when there are protests? Ban them. Ban them. Right. So they, their, their solution is the same that's been used in the other countries by the uh, the. the the di- dictators and the, the tyrants. Saudi Arabia has banned all protests and marches following the recent anti-government protests in the kingdom's east, reports say. State television on Saturday quoted the interior ministry as saying that security forces would use all measures to prevent any further uh, to pre- prevent any attempt to disrupt public order. Hmm. The ban on public demonstrations comes amid media reports of a huge mobilization of Saudi troops in Shia-dominated provinces in order to quell any possible uprising. According to The Independent, a British newspaper, 10,000 security personnel are being sent to the region by road, clogging highways into Dammam and other cities. And so what's, what's the next step, which we've seen also in the other countries? So the unrest happens, they ban the unrest, and then the next step, of course, is to give pay raises to all the state workers because you <laughs> want to buy them out. I mean, you want to have some loyalists, you want yeah. to have people that are the pro-government forces. You don't want them to turn on you no. either. So the Saudi king announces new benefits. King Abdullah, Abdullah, because well, it was uh, you know the Libyan. We had that Libyan situation where the some of their soldiers were just saying, "Screw this! I'm not right. going to uh, enforce this stuff against my own countrymen." And, uh, and what is it? A couple of generals like flew jets and uh, landed them somewhere outside the country. That's right. They landed in Malta. So there was a big defection of military. In fact, the only city. Uh, there are a little uh, other cities that are, are pro Gaddafi, but the only real city, the stronghold, is really Tripoli, the the uh, capital, right? So the seat of power, if you will, and um, so the, the protesters in Libya are definitely trying to rally against uh, Tripoli, and they're moving in that direction. But going back to Saudi Arabia, 
King Abdullah announces 10.7 billion in pay raises, job creation, and loan forgiveness schemes as he returns to country. Mm. Saudi Arabia's King Abdullah has announced a series of benefits for citizens amounting to 10.7 billion as he returned to the country after he spent three months abroad for health treatment, state television reported. The steps announced on Wednesday include funding to offset the high inflation and to aid young unemployment people. Well, he has got to be sweating. I mean, he's come back to this and is saying, oh, crap, I better open my bank account and buy people off. We'll come back here. And, of course, you are welcome to share your thoughts on this at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind to control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you've got a smartphone, you can just punch up m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our streams and podcast. That's m is in mobile.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, yeah, you pretty much got this, the facts out uh, on the Saudi Arabian situation. You've got, on one hand, uh, protests building over there as people are very upset with uh, how they've been treated by the, the government folk. and they, They're uh, also inspired by what's happened in the other countries. I think that's a big factor. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the show. Yes. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, we talked about inspiring others to to find courage and to take steps. And, and you to, use the excellent metaphor of waiting at the crosswalk, and then that one person leads the way, and everyone, you know, the, the couple waiting for the signal go with that person because they just didn't feel comfortable, I guess, until that point. They were inspired. They saw that others could do this, and they said, I can join in. I can do this, too. If they can do it, I can do it. And similarly, that's probably what we're seeing happen in the the Middle East and Northern Africa is where people look at Egypt and they look at uh, the other places where there have been such success. And they will say to themselves, well, if they can do it in Egypt, why can't we do it here? And then sure enough, they do it and another government will fall. And And what we've seen, though, in the, the protests in the other countries is that the death of protesters is very inspiring for the protests to continue. A lot of people, especially in Egypt before the fall of Mubarak, were saying that, uh, I think I called him Mushraf last time, but anyway, Mubarak. Uh, ah, say- one dictator for another. Yeah, right, exactly. We're saying that we can't give up now. Think of all the people that have died. Mm. And that was a common theme that was reiterated uh, even in the days prior to the uh, the fall where things were rather shaky and, and people didn't know what was going to happen and sort of the the wind was, was not in the sails as well. So... With with the the Saudi government going around and starting to shoot protesters, I think that is that is putting nails in the coffin right there. Absolutely, each, each bullet is is definitely a nail in their coffin. Well, and, and that that also backs up something that we've seen happen here, where thankfully we haven't had any activists be killed by the government yes. here in New Hampshire. Um, however, 
what we have seen happen is that when they do uh, use their aggressive tactics against the liberty-loving activists that have moved here as part of the Free State Project or maybe they're New Hampshire natives or whoever they are, uh, the, whenever the activists are, have uh, the government aggress against them and they're taken and they're put into a cage, that, that stirs things up. That, that attracts is. people here. And what's amazing is they haven't figured it out yet. Uh, just last year, about, almost a year ago at this point, it was I think it was April of last year, when a dozen people, including myself, were arrested at the jail for doing nothing but being on public property. Uh, they were, you know, they charged us with trespass. They arrested. A, this was the the largest mass arrest that the activists have had up here so far. A dozen people arrested at once, and it's it's outrageous what they've done to people. They're just looking at this situation, the idea that somebody should be arrested for being on an unsecured piece of public property. They're going to claim that it's a secured facility, but that's the facility that's secured, not the outskirts, not the grounds surrounding it. There's no security. There's not even a fence. Right. Uh, so uh, anyway, they arrested us for doing something that we'd done a bunch of times before at the old jail. It's just that they built this new jail, put up some no trespassing signs, and then used that as an excuse to arrest everybody. Whenever people get arrested, whenever the government hurts somebody, like our friend Pete from Liberty That's on right. Tour was arrested for wearing a hat in court. Well, they ended up dropping those charges. Well, he wasn't arrested. He was assaulted for wearing a hat is what that actually too. happened. They, they actually hurt him. They put they uh, used their knee. One of the cops put a, their, his knee on his head, held him to the ground it was right. he didn't was, say you're under arrest until after they had thrown him to the ground it was completely uh, unnecessary what they did yes and we got video footage of it and as a result of that video footage it became even more persuasive of a case uh, on the activist side because it made it very clear that they were using excessive force and that they didn't need to do that in the first place at all and and indeed they basically have admitted that by dropping those charges uh, at this point but nonetheless that still stirred things up it resulted in somebody else getting arrested the next day at the arraignment uh, Adamo his uh, his business partner over at libertyontour.com and then Adamo going to jail stirred things up around the country and people poured in with support both financial and and making phone calls to these bureaucrats and and what we've seen over and over again is that every time the government aggresses against one of the activists and it's publicized people see those video clips over on YouTube and they say to themselves, wow, there's actually something happening there. I want to be part of that. It yeah. doesn't scare them away. And I think that's no. what the government wants. It wants they, they want they think that if they get at they uh, get aggressive with these activists, that they'll scare us off. And it well, seems to be the opposite. No, and it's, de- it's 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 exactly the opposite. In fact, we had people that wanted to come here and visit after this had happened. We had people that did, we didn't have places to put people. You have to understand that that activists here. Sure, there's there's couches, but there's already people on some of those couches for for some part. Mm-hmm. So with all these people wanting to come visit and just get out there and be active, there wasn't. We couldn't fulfill that demand of of places for them to stay or whatnot. Sometimes, the, in some 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 effect, I think some people didn't have their money planned out quite right. But it, anyway, the the idea of something happening negatively, creating a sort of martyr situation does inspire people to do more, and it does inspire them to get active. Now, it's unfortunate that it has to come to that point where someone has to be aggressed against or hurt or harmed by the uh, the state before people are actually inspired to do something. I'd, I'd rather see people be proactive. I agree. And, and getting out there and doing something in spite of of 
maybe nothing happening. But the observations are what they are. I mean, that's yes. what happens. And so it kind of backs up what we've been talking about here. So now over in Saudi Arabia, they're shooting at protesters. That's not going to scare the protesters away. It's going to galvanize them. And that's what they've already been talking about. Yep. Uh, they're going to ban protests. Well, that's going to outrage people because, I mean, how dare you? How dare you tell us that we can't get out in the streets and express our discontent yep. uh, with, with what is going on? So, and then, uh, of course, the, to the bundle to that story of, is the, the buying off of the, the state workers. That's that's typical move. I want to secure a portion of the population that is okay with being slaves. I'm just going to pay them a little bit more to be slaves. That's that's it. And then they'll look at their, their partner who's poor and, and broken out in the street protesting or their, their friend or whatever and say, hey, what are you doing? I've got a great job. I'm doing fine. Why, why are you out there protesting? It isn't right. You shouldn't be doing that. It's unpatriotic. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of mentality of, well, if you if you end the state, if you end this monarchy, I, I lose my job. So I can't let that happen. Right. So it's desperate times over in Saudi Arabia. And, of course, uh, we'll continue to kind of keep an eye on things as uh, as they continue to develop. But it's hard because there's so much happening. I mean, there's, it's difficult. We're not there. Uh, so our our access is limited to what we can hear from places like Al Jazeera and Russia Today and other international uh, news agencies, which, to their credit, have been doing an incredible job Definitely. at kind of keeping an eye on things. I think you, you also have to understand that the media in the Mideast countries, especially Saudi Arabia and, and the monarchies, are very much controlled. There, there, is, there is a state, blackout. State yeah, media. The state media, right. State TV reports this. State TV reports that. Mm-hmm. Not only is the state controlling the media that's displayed to their public, but it's also controlling who can come there and photograph and take video. And if they see someone with a camera without a permit, they'll just arrest the person. So that's it's scary. It's that kind of mentality there, that kind of culture where stepping outside the bounds is, is extremely risky. And, and you'll pay for it. Unfortunately, we aren't seeing things like that here in this country as far as people getting out and getting active. I mean, the anti-war movement barely even exists for whatever reason. Uh, that they, It's just not there. And uh, the only people you're seeing protest in this country are bureaucrats, like uh, in Wisconsin. That's right. The the people protesting for their collective bar- bargaining rights. Which they're apparently about to lose in Wisconsin. And they, they, yes. Basically, the uh, the House and the, and the, uh, well, the Assembly and the uh, Senate voted for this bill, which will cut that sort of bargaining right, and it's it's just needs to be signed by the governor, and, and then and that's made that. into law. So that's the situation in Wisconsin. And, and how uh, long will it take for that to happen? He said something like he's going to do it as quickly as, as politically feasible, which means that when a bill is signed, there's usually some sort of a window in which uh, that, that it can go into effect. Right. Maybe exactly. next year. Yeah, I, I, I imagine. Uh, I'll actually look for that while we are on the break here. All right. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still time for you, your thoughts. You can bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up next. 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. You take control. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for your calls and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, you can actually go over to uh, the Promote page. Go to promote.freetalklive.com, and you'll get a full list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Now, if you've ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney, you need to know about jurisdictionary.com. It's a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and people with lawyers that want to minimize their legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be being done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants and costs less than an hour with uh, any good lawyer. And it's so easy that an average eighth grader can go through the complete four-city course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. That's Jurisdictionary.com. As we continue here, we've been talking about uh, the various protests going on around the world. Also in Wisconsin, where things are a little different, uh, instead of... The average people being upset with uh, the government. In this case, it's the bureaucrats That's right. uh, that are upset with the government because they're not getting their way anymore, and they're they're very used to uh, this kind of entitlement mentality that well, we're the government workers, and so we deserve to get pay raises all the time, and we we deserve to get uh, these uh, collective bargaining rights for our union, and that's right. uh, the, essentially the, that's being threatened. The pension mentality is is what I call it. It's the idea that. Uh, people, especially where I was, there's a lot of Wisconsin, different than New Hampshire. Uh, there are larger cities. There are more people. You're from so you, there, by yes, the way. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm from Milwaukee originally, and um, so you have a different sort of mentality because there there is such a huge bureaucracy. There are a lot of jobs and a lot of unions that deal with various government contractors and private contractors so it's it's a big mess of of, of legal ease if you will mm-hmm. that that you have to deal with but a, a lot of the people in in Wisconsin are definitely of the mentality that the the pension is you know the the gold standard that they want to live by get that job that will give them the pension so that they can retire and most of the time that job that has that pension is a state it's the government government yeah. job whatever whether it's the federal or the state level or the the municipal level, and whatever it's sweet, it is. man. I mean, what pensions are typically what ninety percent of what the person earns every sure. year. And if you you can stack multiple jobs, let's say you right. have a twenty year pension from the police force, and then you get a ten year pension from the the fire department or whatever you're doing after that, right? And then you go into some uh, teaching position in some it you in. Know, institution. Yeah, exactly. You you end up with five pensions, and you're getting paid you know a million and a half dollars you know every year because of this or whatever mm. ungodly amount it's crazy. it is but it can it can add up really fast and i i've had friends and and uh, i don't think any relatives per se but friends of myself and friends of relatives that have told me about all the pensions they have just waiting for them once they they get done with their government service and it's like of course they don't want that to end that's a gravy train if you're in the yep. private sector if you're sitting there having to earn your keep and make sure you keep your job because you know the government workers. The the old standard is I can't get fired for anything here. You know you it's work true, for the post for the office. Part. You can't get fired because you start screaming discrimination, and the next thing you know, there's lawsuits and the ACLU and and all the the sharks. Right. The rest of us have to save for our retirement. That's right. We can't just count on the government to take care of things. But turns out you can't really count on the government, can no, you? you because can't. because the government is a criminal agency. It's a group of men and women who. 
They do business by the threat of violence. And for a long time, the gravy train was rolling on and it was going ahead full steam and it was good, good times for those government bureaucrats. But then we hit this little recession thing and things got a little more difficult for yes. local governments and state governments to uh, collect the money that they've been so used to just, just having to roll in and just having more of it every single year. Because well, Not of only the- collecting it, but the entitlements have, have increased as they've, they've – as they – you know, they want to get elected, so they say, we'll get you this program, or we'll increase this benefit for you, and we'll expand this benefit to include you, mm-hmm. and then we'll just add this whole bureaucracy to take care of ma- managing all this paperwork. So as time went on, not only have you know the, the recession affected how much money people have to pay taxes and how much money they're spending, but also the, the amount of entitlements that have accrued and are due has also increased to the point where if, United, if the uh, Wisconsin state government does not take care of this, does not cut their spending, they will go bankrupt. It's a calamity waiting to happen, and they have to do something because, as we've seen in Illinois, where they are on the verge of of something awful happening uh, financially, the Illinois state government's multiple billions in debt, and they... They're looking at loans to get out of it. They're Jeez. not looking at cutting. They're not. They're looking at increasing. Uh, you know, the income tax. They're looking at taking on billions of dollars worth of bank loans, and it's just, you know, it's just untenable. It's not going to pan out. So they have to do something, and this is one area that they can that they can easily cut. And the bureaucrats are very, very upset. They've been protesting. There've been. I, I saw some headline about death threats against these uh, the people that are yes. in their Congress. There. That's right. So well, there's a, there's a massive amount of recall campaigns, and in Wisconsin, in order to get this passed, you know, they had those Democratic senators that went down to Illinois, but the uh, the, the legislature, you can't pass anything with spending without a certain quorum. So the Republicans simply stripped out all the spending sort of provisions in the mm-hmm. bill, and then passed it simply to strip away the rights. So that's that's how so they, they passed. Got a, they actually passed a piece of legislation that did one thing. Then is that's, what you're saying. They, they sort of you know focused their legislation yeah. instead of putting on this pork and, and which is whatnot. the way legislation was supposed to be. Right. It was supposed to be focused on and de- and deliberate and thought out. Yes. So actually, the Democrats that had left the state because of that, they were unable to even vote against. This. That's right. And so they're still. I, I don't know if they're still out of the state at this moment or not. I imagine they still are, but as soon as they return, they will probably be uh, arrested and then escorted to the, the Senate because that's the current order that's been put out there. So, th- so again, you know, this is a, a situation that continues to develop. But you're saying it's been passed. Uh, this this change to prevent uh, collective bargaining rights has been passed by the, uh, the the House and the Senate. It's waiting the signature of the governor there, that's who right. said he's going to do it, and that that's going to even outrage these people even further. What are they going to do next? I think they're. I mean, they're already protesting. They walk out of their jobs. They well, they can't walk out of their jobs, Ian. That's 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 how they put bread on the table. Yeah. So I think what what we're going to see is is sort of the uh, the push come to shove mentality, where here comes the push, and you push back, and now they shoved you. So I, I think it's it's definitely a waiting game to find out exactly what happens. I feel sorry for these people that have this this uh, what do you call it mentality the the pension the pension mentality i feel sorry for them because they're not necessarily bad people they're just people who've been sold a false bill of goods and the the what they've been sold is this idea that the government's going to be there for them yeah dependency that uh, that well just work 20 years and you'll be taken care of look this pension system all the benefits hey it's worked for the last several decades so it'll work for you too well, the well guess scheme. what 
Yeah, well, right. The Ponzi scheme doesn't go forever. I nope. mean, the the people that get in on the bottom level, they make out pretty well. But the people that get in later on in the game, they get screwed. That's right. And that's what we're seeing happen here. Whenever you whenever you expect that the government's going to do something for you, you need to prepare yourself for the reality come to, to come crashing in and you discover that, oh, whoops, looks like they reneged on their promises. That's oh, right. And it's the government, so whenever the government reneges on a promise, there's no liability. That's if right. I tell you, JJ, that I'm going to pay you $100 for coming in tonight, and then I t- decide after the show to say, <laughs> just kidding, buddy, right. <laughs> you can you could actually... I have recourse. You could have some sort of recourse. I mean, ideally, you'd want to have a signed agreement with me or something like that, so you can point to that, and or at least you know some sort of evidence that I'd made that promise to you. But in the private marketplace, you have the ability to hold some someone accountable for something that they say they're going to do and get into an agreement with you and then they change they change the agreement without your consent right exactly Uh, that you have that ability but with the government when they screw you over whether if you're a government employee or maybe you're a member of the military and you've been promised x y and z and then whoops that that didn't materialize or maybe it wasn't what you thought it was going to be we don't have funding or with social security where they promise that they're going to take care of you and then all of a sudden they raise the retirement age well whoops you were planning on retiring at age 65 now you've got to wait till you're 70 or you're not getting as much as they said they were going to give to you you cannot sue the government they are completely completely immune it's their lawsuits it's their their justice system yeah. the whole thing is theirs they're going to look at you and they're going to say well too bad well we'll see what happens because here with the public sec- or you know these public workers you know if they don't get their money if the government reneges on them you know if a public worker calls the police who's also a public worker who also lost his bargaining rights and say well go arrest this guy i wonder what happened you know yeah, who knows? I think who it's knows? definitely a, a very interesting situation we have in Wisconsin, and I, I really look forward to seeing just how it pans out from a curiosity standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're going to start to see things like this happening elsewhere, yep. where the uh, other states. It's it's not just Wisconsin where the state is in trouble financially. It's all over this country. And we're out of time for tonight. But don't forget, if you need some uh, collections done, get in touch with our friends over at SACL CAI. Their banner's right there at the top of our website. On the right-hand side of our banner column at the top, top, SACL CAI will get it done, and they'll treat your customers with respect. Thanks, JJ. Thank you. See you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. Podcast listeners, hey, uh, sorry for the bad audio. I'm calling on a cell phone from Florida. I'll be back on the show on Saturday. But um, I need a favor. Uh, I don't do this too often, so please keep that in mind. If, do you remember the ads that we had that we ran last week? They were Paul Frederick. They were for some white Oxford shirts. Well, they, they got some really poor response. Now, I don't think a week is nearly long enough to decide whether or not a particular ad venue works or not. But... I accepted the the ad buy because I knew that I had an ace in the hole, and that ace in the hole is you guys. So I'm asking if you have a job where you have to dress nice or you need a dress shirt for church or a funeral or something like that, please buy this one from Paul Frederick. Um, 
you always need a white dress shirt. Your old one is probably stained or frayed in the, the cuffs or something, um, or you just need another one. I mean, having two, two or three isn't a bad thing. Um, you can't buy one for nineteen ninety five anywhere. You, you, if you go to the mall, it's going to be forty bucks. If you go to one of those discount stores, um, you're you're not going to be able to get one that fits you in the neck or fits you in the waist or fits you. Or the, the arms are going to be too short. This one's going to fit you right because you're going to go online and get a tailor done. This is their loss leader. They're not making money on this. They just want you to go to the site so that you you know get used to buying from them, and then hopefully you'll buy something you know else from them in the future. And that's where they're hoping to make their money. However, that doesn't concern me. What concerns me is whether you not you buy the white dress shirt today. <laughs> so um, go to 1995shirt.com. Use promo code Tuck. That's T U C K. I'm not cussing at you. Promo code Tuck. 1995shirt.com. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your help.